and welcome to the news at 12. The news is live on Jaw 99.7 FM in Accra, on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi, and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's system regions. Coming up, increased security on Ghana's borders with Cote d'Ivoire following security intelligence about a planned terrorist attack during the African Cup of Nations. We have details shortly. Also coming up, wife of the Vice President Samira Baumia doing well after she escaped a road crash on the Kumasi Highway that killed one person with four others sustaining severe injuries. Residents alarmed and appealed for swift intervention to curb growing destruction of Galamsi as over 40 acres of land have been reportedly destroyed by illegal miners at Arianzo in the Ashanti region. I'm urging the governments to come in to fight for us. They did not illegally acquire these lands. They come into some agreements. Job attrition and reluctance of health workers to accept postings affect health facility at Adan East as authorities raise concerns about deteriorating healthcare delivery in the area. The major challenges we have here is staff attrition because though we are in Greater Accra, uh, we food, shopping centers, nightclubs, hotels, and restaurants, among other crowded locations. So, in light of this uh, imminent threat, all controls, especially the northern and western borders, are strongly urged to heighten profiling and enhance surveillance and patrols. Mm. And this information we're getting from the security um, agencies. Well, my colleague Muftar Nabila is in Cote d'Ivoire. He also joins us um, for details on this issue. Uh, Muftar, you are in Cote d'Ivoire now. Tell us your experience um, during your journey. Hello, Bufsal, can you hear me? Hey, Maxwell, can you hear me? Yeah, I can I can hear you now. You, you're in Cote d'Ivoire now, and um, can you tell us about your experience traveling um, to Cote d'Ivoire? Okay, so um, the security situation that I've witnessed on my way to Abidjan for the African Cup of Nations was quite a tight one, uh, especially uh, from the immigration of um, the Ivorians, where um, when our bus got there, uh, security did not allow us to move. We got there around 3 p.m. Security asked us to wait. And one of the things that security told us was the fact that there are bad guys on the road. So they advised that we wait until we are given a police escort. So we had two police escorts come for us and uh, about seven other buses that were coming because some of the things we picked up at the borders were that there are bad guys on the road who are targeting specific uh, buses uh, that are coming to the country to patronize the African Cup of Nations. So um, all the buses that were coming in and um, were coming in specifically for the African Cup of Nations, we had police escorts and along the line, the security decided to even beef up the number of uh, security officials who were leading us. So we had two escorts with police officers in the backers and some of them in um, military uniform also with us all the way up from the borders until we entered um, Abidjan. So we, we, the, the security followed us all the way up to our destination and they allowed us to go into our, our hotel. So this is what I can tell you about security considering the numbers I personally witnessed uh, coming to Abidjan for the African Cup. 
Okay, Muftar, so what is what is the current situation um, in Cote d'Ivoire? Are people aware of this? I, I'm not too sure many people are aware of this, and I'm not too sure the security would want this uh, to be out there because if many people are aware of it, uh, they will become too cautious. They will be they will not be able to enjoy the party as they would have had if they were not in the know of what um, probably is happening in terms of security. So uh, many of uh, the people here that I've interacted with um, appear not to be aware. But one of the things that I got to know was the fact that I was actually the lead journalist for the team that was coming, and I had to use my accreditation to cover up for all the Ghanaian journalists who were coming. So that was how I was privileged to get this information. So many of the people who are here are not actually aware because I had to go through the security process. I had to pick the passports and Ghana cars of other journalists who were coming, and I had to vouch that they were all journalists. So when we got to the security officer, he told me categorically that there are bad guys on the road and we should wait. In fact, when we waited for about two hours and we were getting agitated because we felt that he had kept us for too long, he told us if he allows us to move, he will lose his job. Yeah, but uh, we know the Black Stars will be playing today. What is the euphoria in, in camp? Um, it, it, many of us are quite optimistic of what the Black Stars uh, will be doing t tonight. In as much as they've not been convincing in recent times, we anticipate that uh, this is the time everything comes uh, falling in place for them. Seven matches in the African Cup of Nations, they've won just one. Um, if you are a fan of the Black Stars, you'll be pessimistic about this. But there's a reason why we always follow this team. Um, it is a relationship that is quite toxic, and we appear to always embrace that relationship. We are hoping that tonight will be a good night where the national team steps up to the plate and win its first game, start, a, start on a very good day for the outcome. Okay. So we have uh, my colleague Muftar Nabila, who's in Cote d'Ivoire um, for us. Uh, Black Stars coach Chris Hilton and Black Stars player Andrew Didier, you, uh, they've been uh, speaking at a press conference, a pre-match press conference. We can hear them. Um, well, our uh, preparation was done uh, in uh, Ghana. We had our training camp in uh, Kumasi. Um, so then, of course, the travel time from Kumasi to here was um, was uh, very short. Um, so it's been a good uh, camp so far, good spirit uh, in the camp, and of course uh, the players we like to think are, are well prepared. Um, as regards uh, expectations, um, the, you can only expect uh, expectations if you perform well enough. And uh, our objective, of course, is in the starting game tomorrow you had black stars coach chris hewton talking about preparations um, ahead of the game this evening we can now hear andrew didi are you but most importantly is always the team and as a leader of the squad i look at what we can do as a team to make sure that we win games and go as far as we can you had andrew didi are you there 
Now to other stories. One person has died in a road crash involving the convoy of the second lady, Samira Baumia. Samira is said to be doing well and unhurt in Saturday's accident, which occurred on the Krakumasi Highway. The multi-vehicle accident involved the collision of two Toyota Land Cruisers, a Mercedes-Benz, and a Sprinter Benz bus. Sources say eight people were involved, about, but four sustained severe injuries. We can now speak to um, join News Editor Kofi Edu Donfe. He joins us uh, via the phone lines right down. Um, let's speak to... Hello, Kofi. What, what do we know about this um, crash? Okay, so, Maxwell, there, there are two um, conflicting reports um, regards um, this particular um, accident. One is that the wife of the vice president the vehicle that she was in had taken the lead um, to Kumase before the accident occurred, about an hour or so before the accident actually took place. But another um, report also says that um, the vehicle was leading and uh, was able to avoid the, the accident. But according to eyewitnesses, um, the convoy of the wife of the vice president was heading from Accra to Kumasi and around the Mubawam community, um, they um, rich dispatch rider attempted trying to inform the printer bus to veer off its lane for the convoy to, 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 to take that particular lane. So more or less, the convoy was using the other side of, of the road. Unfortunately, uh, it was in a curve, and the sprinter could not feed to the signal of, 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 of the dispatch rider, and this led to um, the, the collision. There were so you had there, I'm um, News Editor Kofi Dudonfe, and thanks for joining us with that information. Now, illegal miners um, have cut down vegetation covering more than 40 acres of land in the Anyasu BBN municipality of the Western North region. This vast amount of space, comparable to 30 football fields, including several farmlands in the Abuabu community, the Anyasu River, and portions of the Anyasu East Forest Reserve. The residents of the Abuabu community are, however, unperturbed by the destruction as they are ready to trade more farmlands to the miners. Clinton Yabua visited the municipality and now reports. East Forest Reserve, which is one of eight forest reserves in the Anyasu Bibieni municipality, have also seen portions intruded by illegal miners in the quest for gold. Despite the intervention by the Rapid Response Team of the Forest Commission in 2019, Theophilus Kofi, a resident, says the community is willing to lease all lands for illegal miners. The government doesn't help us. If a Galamsea will listen to us, then we will give him the land. It has helped us to get jobs and maintained calmness in this community. Some political leaders in the area are alleged to be owning illegal mining sites. Christopher Ajidu. Who is ready to resist attempts to restore the wreckage says the Galamseas obtained the lands lawfully. They did not illegally acquire these lands. They come into some agreements. Owners have assessed and they are okay with the agreements. Whilst their resistance has been fierce, some concerned community members are appalled by the looming health and environmental hazards of illegal mining.
Chem Samuel, a farmer in the Abuabo community, observed that strong political hands make the fight against illegal miners difficult. So I'm urging the governments to come in to fight for us. You had Clinton Ibuwe's report. Now, the Adan East District in the Greater Accra region is grappling with a significant challenge in healthcare delivery as health workers there continue to leave. Now, compounded by the reluctance of health professionals to be posted to the facility, the situation is further exacerbated by the perceived high levels of poverty in the area. Carlos Caloni provides more insight into this issue. Addressing the media, the District Health Director, Reverend Dr. Hubert Nokpati, noted in spite of successes talked in 2023, inadequate infrastructure and health worker attrition remain some of the key challenges hampering healthcare delivery. The major challenges we have here is staff attrition because though we are in Greater Accra, uh, we seem to be far away from the main city and we are one of the deprived districts in the region. And so we are facing severe staff attrition. In recognition of their hard work under the unfavorable conditions, MP for Adan constituency Comfort Doyogansa donated cash amount to all health workers to the tune of 40,000 Ghana cities. Addressing the health workers, Madame Doyo asked Ghanaians to vote out the new patriotic party NPP for poor leadership. It's never done. We don't pay VAT on utility bills. But this time we are going to pay on utility bills 21.9%. This is why, or this is what should anoint you the most to vote this government out. This government must go. You had Carlos Caloni's report, and that'll be all for the news at 12 here at Joy 99.7 FM. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. My name is Maxwell Agbagba. Up next is Worship Zone. We bring you joy.